morning. My name is Pia Krishnakutty. I'm the special correspondent covering foreign affairs here at The Print. And I'm going to tell you about how the world reacted to the inauguration of the Ram Temple in Ayodhya. As large groups of Indians flocked to the temple ceremony in Uttar Pradesh on Monday, the occasion was simultaneously celebrated outside the country by Indian diaspora and with some foreign dignitaries terming it a second Diwali or a Mecca for Hindus. Now, Indian embassies abroad have been in overdrive to spread awareness about the temple, which was built on the site of a mosque that was demolished in 1992. I'm talking about Babri Masjid. And if you recall, the demolition of Babri Masjid had led to riots that killed over 2,000 people. Now, let's fast forward to today. On Monday, Indian missions across the world held a live telecast of the Ayodhya temple ceremony. Images of Lord Ram and the newly built mandir were displayed in major areas, including Times Square in New York. Indians in Japan, Indonesia, New Zealand, Australia, the US, UK and many other countries carried out marches in solidarity with the temple celebration, holding saffron flags and chanting Jai Shri Ram. Now in New Zealand, thousands attended a diaspora event held in Auckland. This event was attended by the country's Minister for Ethnic Communities, Melissa Lee, as well as a member of Parliament, David Seymour, and the Indian High Commissioner, Nita Bhushan. There were also celebrations in far-off Mexico. In fact, on the eve of the Pran Pratishta ceremony at Ayodhya, the Mexican city of Querétaro inaugurated its first Ram temple. The ceremony was performed by an American priest with idols that had been brought from India. Further east in Japan, Indian Ambassador C.B. George received a Ramayana-themed calendar from Atushi Matsuo, the CEO of a company that had in fact produced the animation movie Ramayana, The Legend of Prince Rama. Days before that, Indian children in Japan performed a Ramayana play, which was personally attended by the Japanese or rather the Indian ambassador to Japan, C.B. George. Now, in Indonesia, a puja was held in an ashram in Bali. Ida Risi Putra Manuba, a Padma Shri recipient and founder of the ashram, led the prayers in solidarity with the temple ceremony in Ayodhya. Now, if you recall, Sri Lanka is a key location when we think about the Ramayana. So it's no surprise that several temples across Sri Lanka in Colombo, Sita Elia, Jaffna and other places celebrated the occasion too. A special puja was held at Sita Aman Temple at Sita Elia, believed to be the place where Sita was held captive by Ravan. Now, critics of the Ayodhya temple ceremony have called it a dark day for India. For example, Dr. Audrey Trushke, Rutgers University professor and a historian, wrote a thousand word piece for Time magazine in which she said the ceremony may unleash more violence on India's Muslim minority. Meanwhile, the Pakistan Foreign Office also issued a strongly worded statement condemning the temple inauguration, arguing that it is proof of growing majoritarianism in India and also called it a blot on Indian democracy. 
Let's now talk a little bit about how foreign observers as well as diplomatic embassies in India, in fact, in Delhi, reacted to the Ram Mandir ceremony. Let's start with the United Nations General Assembly President, Dennis Francis, who arrived in Delhi on a five-day visit to India on Monday. He noted the auspicious time of his arrival and called the temple ceremony India's second Diwali. Meanwhile, the South Korea embassy congratulated the Modi government by mentioning sort of the long-held myth that Queen Ha Huang Ok, also referred to as Princess Suri Ratna, was the princess of Ayodhya before she went to South Korea and married King Kim Suro of the Karak clan. So there was clearly that cultural connect that the South Korean embassy had brought out in its statement about the temple ceremony. Now let's look at some voices also from Europe. In fact, former Norway minister Eric Solheim praised the temple ceremony, adding that he was a skeptic until the 2019 ruling of the Indian Supreme Court. If you recall in 2019, I think it was the month of November, the Indian Supreme Court issued a verdict that ordered the disputed land to be handed over to a trust to build the Ram Temple, but it also condemned the demolition of the mosque by Hindu mobs. Meanwhile, Israel's Consul General in Mumbai, Kobi Shoshani, visited the Ram Mandir in Vadala in solidarity with the celebrations in Ayodhya. And the Israel Embassy spokesperson, who is based in Delhi, actually posted a picture of himself watching the celebrations on television and called it an exciting moment for India. Nepal's ambassador to India, also based in Delhi, Dr. Shankar Sharma, said the city of Ayodhya is steeped in religious spirit and that his country, as well as many others, are celebrating the Pran Pratishtha enthusiastically. Now, foreign observers like Charlotte Littlewood offered sort of tongue-in-cheek one-liners by comparing Ayodhya to Islam's holiest city, Mecca. In fact, for a report that was published in UK news portal, CT Insight, Charlotte Littlewood said, and I quote, the contest for possession of the infamous Ayodhya site has claimed thousands of lives. Attention now turns to whether Monday's consecration can be an opportunity for peace or yet another reason for communal unrest. But, you know, there are also a lot of other foreign observers who have had different views on this subject. American author and astrologer Dr. David Frawley also predicted that this temple ceremony will pave the way for a new India, a new Bharat, as he termed it. Thanks for listening. This is Pia Krishnkuti for The Print. (laughs) 